Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you're getting ready for a great weekend, but let's kick it off right now with some fun Disney talk. And on today's show, we get a great email from listener Bill out in Del Mar, New York, and he gave nine great points from his recent stay down at Walt Disney World, a 10-night stay where they stayed at the Grand Floridian. And we break down those nine points point by point talking about his thoughts on hoop-dee-doo review, the Disney 100 signs, Genie Plus usage, monorail, transportation over to Epcot from the Grand, Space 220, and the best tour at Walt Disney World right now. Thoughts on all these things coming your way on today's show. It's a fun show with many, many topics, and I think it'll get you through your Friday. As always, don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs for no additional cost to you. We'll get you out to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a huge thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, so thank you so very much for that. And you can support our shows for just $5 a month. That really helps us out. And... You get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So if you'd like to support us, come on over, join us, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2327 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're getting ready for a great weekend and we're kicking it off right now with some fun Disney talk and hope you enjoyed the uh, premiere of the BOGP Cruise 6 video yesterday on YouTube and all the locations. Thanks to Scotty G for putting that together with us. And thanks to everybody who joined us for that premiere. You can now find that and we'll talk about where you can see that in just a second. So joining us today for a fun show, we're going to make one of our listeners, William, kind of internet famous with uh, some feedback he gave us last week in the inbox. We want to talk about his email in full and give some comments. We have Scotty G up in the mitten. What's up, Scott? Any big plans for the weekend? Happy Friday, Mike. Um, yeah, so you know I golf usually every Sunday um, with my brother and my friend Jake from work. And at a golf show a couple months ago, Jake attended. He put his name in a raffle and won a free round at a country club um, in Brighton, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes from where I live. Um, I hear it's supposed to be a really nice country club. Um, dress code and everything, right? Got to have the tucked in shirt, no backward hats and a pole. I mean, you got to have the look, right, at this place. And um, we're supposed to be playing it this Sunday. So looking forward to uh, playing a course that most people are not allowed to play at. So it should be a lot of fun. So it's almost like dining in the uh, private room at Palo or going to Il Molino at the uh, kind of. So, yeah. So it's basically like, yeah, like I just need to know somebody to hook me up with these great experiences in life, you know, like the dining at the Palo private room. Yeah. But really looking forward to it. I hope I don't make an embarrassment of myself, you know, like playing at a nice place like this. Um, my golf skill is not the best, but regardless, it should be a lot of fun. That's what I was going to say about golf. For those people that play golf, and I don't play golf very often, I play like once every few years at this point in my life. I used to play a lot like in high school and college. 
And every time I would get invited to like, because I always played like cheap public courses, like the cheaper, the better, because of course I didn't have any money. But every time I score something like that, it just uh, terrible. Like it, it never turned now. And I hope it turns out great for you. But like, it's the nerves, right? Because, yeah. you know, you just you feel like you're just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm playing the Masters or something. I'm playing Pebble Beach. You know, it, yeah. I'm going to be found. I'm going to shank some shank a potamus or something right off the first tee. I, it's right. performance. I, mean, I get what you're saying. And I play some nice courses, too. But the thing about those, like, I know, like they're not private. Like I could potentially play them again. So it's not my last time, but with this course, it's like one and done. Like oh, I'm yeah. probably never going to have this opportunity again. So that's going to be, the nerves are going to be high on that first tee. Like I'm never going to get to play this hole again. Like I, I can't mess up kind of a thing. I got to throw that out the window and just be relaxed, loose and just enjoy the moment. Right. Just have a good time. That's how it is. How life should always be right. Just enjoy the moment. That's right. Well, good luck. Can't wait to see the photos. Take, make sure you take, I know you won't be taking a lot of pictures because you'll be playing the game, but uh, you know, take some, we got to see it. I absolutely will. All right. Also joining us from the Magic for Less Travel co-owner, we have Pam Forrester. Pam, how are things out in Pittsburgh? What's going on this weekend? They are good. We have been enjoying a beautiful summer this year. Not too hot um, and just loving all of that. So um, and I'm looking forward to this email that we're going to tackle this Friday since it's a different take for us um, in terms of this, but I love, I will tell you, one of the things I love more than anything um, is when a guest comes back from their trip that they booked with us and they send us a note. And it sort of is like, we have the, uh, oh, and when they include photos, we've actually yes. sort of updated one of our welcome home, some of our welcome home emails to make that process a little easier um, so that we can use those a little more but um i i love that and the pictures that we get oh does my heart good so anyways you know when you're sitting on there you know two hours into a four hour hold to do something a picture like that gets you through the day so love it that's great yeah seriously this you know this week earlier monday morning you know i opened up my laptop first thing you know getting jump into the inbox to start the week and my first email was a family that just said you know, we had a great time. It was hot. <laughs> the only complaint I have about my trip is it was hot because they were teachers, the both both uh, both uh, adults. But I mean, you know, the pictures, you know, the family in front of the tree of life, just you know, smiling. The kids are having it. You just tell they're having a blast. That's it. You know, I'm like, thank you. Like, that's the reminder I need of why I do. You know, sit on hold, and you know, we make all these modifications six months out, nine months out. You know, you just you just made my week by sending that picture. Like that's it, Pam. You're exactly right. The picture is. They say it's worth a thousand words, but it really does. I mean, it means so much. That's so rewarding. I love hearing that. Like in my it line is. of work, like no one's gonna send me a photo of what they're doing <laughs> with cool. a variable annuity. I'll tell you that much. But that's so cool. <laughs> but no, that's cool because I love like Mike and I were talking about with the montage video that we that we showed yesterday. Like. I just love seeing family vacations, even if it's not my family, just yes. seeing people happy. Like we need more of that in the world and just seeing smiling faces, families making memories with, with their friends and their close family. I just, I just love it. And that's cool that that guests send those to you guys that they want to share that. That just makes me very happy to hear. That's oh, it's awesome. the best. It is the best. It's like when you're a teacher and you get feedback that a kid, you know, succeed. It's the same thing. Like, Oh, you had a good time. You made memories. Oh, I got it. like we did it. Yes. You know, it's so cool. Okay. Let's get into this email because nine points, and I didn't want to hit them on the email, the show on Wednesday. I want to give this an, an entire podcast because I want to kind of break them down one at a time. Just, 
you know, as our listeners are listening on the treadmill or walking the dog or doing the dishes or what have you commuting, I thought we'd just kind of break this down and think about it. So uh, William says, our family just got back from a 10 night stay at the Grand Floridian on July 2nd. And it's been great to hear about the pre and post trip stays from the podcast crews. My wife, four-year-old daughter, eight-year-old son, and I stayed in a theme park view room in Conk Key, I think it's how you pronounce it, and wanted to share a few hot takes slash tips slash things I learned from being there on such a long trip. Number one, the Grand Floridian is underrated for kids. Our room was huge. We could see the fireworks and the electrical water pageant from our balcony every night. The resort was a source of calm after being in the parks all day. Awesome proximity to the Magic Kingdom. Room uh, uh, room to Tony's Town Square in 10 minutes. Pools were great. Staff incredible. One thing the kids noticed, though, was that there is no playground. There's def- uh, They were definitely jealous when they saw the playground at Fort Wilderness when we took the boat to the Magic Kingdom after Hoop-de-Doo one night. Also, FYI, they do not pipe in the fireworks music into the room at the Grand Floridian, but definitely stay close to where you want to spend most of your trip. If this is where, if this were an adult's trip, that would totally be the boardwalk area. But for this family trip, no better place than the Grand Floridian. Getting off the boat, being the first stop at the end of the night with tired kids and walking all of 50 feet or so to Conk Key was amazing. All right, so that's point one. Scott, we were just there, and so were you, Pam. So initial thoughts. I mean, I think he's exactly right on. Yeah, there's something to say about that theme park view room where you can see Happily Ever After and the and the water water pageant from the privacy of like your own balcony. You don't have to worry about scrambling for a spot or like the, the exit back out of the park, you know, where you have all those crowds. There's something really comforting about that. You can have like the own beverage. Say you went to the grocery store, you got like beverages or popcorn in your room or whatever. Like there's just something like it's hard to put a price tag on that. You know, like that is just like something cool, some cool memories that they have. And it sounds like you took advantage of that with the family. I know they didn't have the music. Um, I'm not sure if the, the TV would play it. Like I know the contemporary, like there's a TV channel that will play the music. I don't know if I didn't actually try that at the Grand Floridian, but there might be a channel that you could play in the room that might that sync it up too. But that's, that's really awesome. I love hearing that. That is true. And we did mention though, that if you wanted to hear the music, you could go out to that area right outside of Gasparilla's, that kind of little cove there where the, uh, the, the boats kind of go out of, I think the, the Grand One is there docked. Um, they do pipe the music in there. And so you, that's a, there's something to be, I know you, it's great to see them from your, your theme park balcony, which is kind of why you stay there. But I also like the energy of being around other, not, not, thousands of other people but it that's kind of the great balance of seeing it outside of gasparillas is there's probably maybe like a hundred people and so you do have a few kids running around you hear the oohs and the ahs and then kind of sometimes the cast members come out and help give some energy to the crowd too towards the end of the show at least they did the night we were there um so that was kind of fun like the communal feel of the fireworks show without being like you know twenty thousand people on your shoulders in the hub so that was that was kind of cool pam what, what do you think about his thoughts on the grand especially for families yeah, I I think it's I think it's a resort that really works for some families for a number of reasons. I mean, can you beat that monorail transportation to the Magic Kingdom? You get on the monorail and the Magic Kingdom is the next stop. And when you add in the fact that you now have that walking path too, that I mean, that's awesome. I think that that's our normal thing is that so many people often say 
gosh, I thought like it's it was too fancy for kids or whatever. It's not kid friendly. And it truly, truly is kid friendly with the number of activities that they have specifically specifically for kids. I can pretty much say I am in that lobby often and I rarely see it without kids running through there being kids. I mean, all the Disney resorts are really set up for that. Um, when we were there, they had all kinds of, in addition to like the planned activities, there were like toys and like games and stuff like on the lawn for kids mm -hmm. to play with. So I thought that was a huge thing. Um, I, I just think, you know, with both of the pools, with the feature pool that has the slide and the waterfall and the quiet pool, I, I think it's a great location for kids. Yeah. So I get that. And I love that that's something that um, we talked about. It's interesting about the playground too. Like he made a comment, like oh, there's no playground. And I try to visualize the resort. Like, I don't even know where I would put it, to be honest. Like I just, I, I get it where like some kids like want to burn off some energy. Like the playgrounds are a lot of fun, you know, but like, I just don't, I don't know if it would fit well with the theme, but to your point, Pam, there's lots of like yard games and stuff, right. For the kids to do there's cornhole there's they have, I think I had like a miniature golf course set yeah, up on the lawn and things like that. So they do have those, those fun kid activities, but I don't know where, Mike, do you know, like, where would you put a, yeah. a play set? I don't even know. I think that's really a challenge where, you know, land, especially on the monorail resorts, like lands at a premium there. And, but they do, you know, I've seen a lot of kids like hula hooping and stuff where, they, you know, that's something that's easy to burn your energy off, you know, hopscotching around. They do they stuff like that. Like you said, they had the mini golf course set up. So, I mean, and a lot of kids just like run around on that grass. You know what I'm saying? Like if they yeah. need that after dinner, you see a lot of kids just running around, which is fine. And they have that water play area too. Mm -hmm. Like I, oh, yeah. I like forgot about it until I'm like starting to think about the location, but they have a full on Alice in Wonderland themed water play area, yep. which is, you know, I think that that's spectacular too. That means that like little ones who you may not trust in the water yet, right? can get their fill in that water play area where you can have a big top hat that dumps a bunch of water on you or you get sprayed or you go down a water slide or whatnot. So lots of good stuff there too. Over by the villas. Okay. Point two, the monorail to Epcot is overrated. He says it was our first time staying on the resort loop. And after living in New York city for nearly a decade, we expected the monorail to be quicker than it was. Don't get me wrong. It was nice not having to rush onto and off of the monorail, but it just feels like you're arriving, you're crawling at every stop. It's unfortunate there's not a bus option. One afternoon, we hopped there after coming back to the hotel and we're headed to World Showcase. Take the bus to Hollywood Studios and use the Skyliner to get to International Gateway. Definitely save some walking, and it was an excuse to check out the Skyliner when we otherwise wouldn't have used it this trip. So see, here's what I think. Okay, when I read this, I didn't mind because we took the monorail to Epcot and I have no problem with it. But here's my here's I think here's the difference between William and myself. He's from New York City. He is a public transport expert because he's probably been on subways and efficient public public transportation systems. I find public transportation a novelty, it, like even crowded buses that are not efficient because I never take it. Being a Midwesterner, I'm always in my Jeep like I always take my own way. So I could see where he's like looking at efficiencies because it's like so good in New York city. He can be on like those things probably run like, like if you're from London, it's probably kind of the same boat, you know, like big cities, you probably have a different perspective than somebody's from the Midwest. I mean, is that your take Scott? Do you think? 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, I we have pretty good public transportation here in in Michigan too. Um, I think in other areas of the Midwest too. But I will say that I kind of get what he's saying because, like, at the Grand Floridian, you got to take like multiple stops just to get to the TTC, which is where you have to like, you know, Switch. exchange and get on a, another train to Epcot. But I will say that's my favorite ride in all of Walt Disney World. Like, I love that monorail ride in Epcot. There's just something like old school about it too when you're like coming in and like you know you see like guardians you see the te- like the narration you know I, I think of like the old now now to your left is the seas like i just yeah, love, I do that, love that, that audio yeah, yeah it's a pretty and like uh, we're talking about this on the live show the other day like looking down on the moana too you know like you can kind of see like any kind of construction you get this like higher view like it's just a cool experience but it does take work i think that's kind of what he's saying like it takes work when you're at the grand floridian because you got to do like three stops just to do the exchange where like if you're at the polynesian you could just walk over to the TTC and then hop direct to, to Epcot. So I, I kind of see what he's saying. And I swear like a year ago at TTC, you could just walk straight across the platform to go from the one monorail to the other. Now you got to get off, go down and under and up. Like, I am not kidding. I know you could just walk across like they've switched that. There was a time. There was a time when you could. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that made a huge difference. Okay. Let me, cause he's got a few points. So get to the next one, Pam. I'll get your thoughts on this one. Three. Genie Plus is worth it every time. You're already spending hundreds of dollars per day on a room tickets and dining. What's an extra few bucks to get back hours of your time waiting in line when you're already that invested in your trip, especially with kids in the hot summertime? If it's a less busy day, it's cheaper, so it's worth it. On a busier day, even though it's pricier, it'll save you time and it's still worth it. I still can't figure out how they calculate when you can reserve your next lightning lane, though. So Pam thoughts on that adding Genie because you know what? I was one that I had never bought Genie plus at Walt Disney world until this past trip. I bought it that day at the Hollywood studios. And I will say for that one day in that one circumstance, I was singing its praises because we got everything done, even though we did not get to the park till almost lunchtime. It, it, it served its purpose that day. So yeah, I, I don't want to spend anyone's money, but I have to agree that if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound on a vacation, basically. I mean, you are already spending. I don't I don't even know how much money on this vacation. And if this can save you time, vacation time is precious. It is so precious. And the more you can get done, the happier you can keep everyone. The all of that sort of contributes to what you're going to do if you your goal is to see a lot of attractions and to experience a lot of attractions then i think it's one of your better ways to get it done um and genie plus you know i i understand fast pass used to be free and this used to be free it just isn't anymore and you just have to push aside the frustration you may have with that point of it and not let that hold you up from experiencing something that could save you time. Um, and ultimately money because you don't may not need as many days. You may not need as much time. You may not whatever. Um, I, you know, again, I don't want to spend anyone's money and everyone knows their budget best. I want to see people get to Walt Disney World, period or to Disneyland or on a Disney cruise. Like I want to see people have vacations period because I think that they impact your life so much. I think they're such a positive thing, but if, you know, if you can swing it, I would consider it. And especially for magic kingdom 
and Hollywood Studios. And the other thing is, if you are park hopping, that is another time when I feel like you can really save a bunch of time, regardless of the park that you're going you're going into. Um, you know, you can save time by stacking those Genie Plus Lightning Lane entrances at the park you're going to go to in the afternoon. And so that's something to think of too. Um, so I think that there can be some really positive ones. Yeah, I think it's strategic deployment. Like think about your goal for the day because a seven day trip, 10 day trip, probably don't need every day. You can just chill and relax a couple of the days, but maybe some of those days you're really trying to see a lot, man, it can save you because it, it could buy you back even the afternoon or the evening in the pool. You know, and that's hundred percent. Is that not worth, you know, 75 bucks or something? I mean, yeah, totally. Scott, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't have much to add. I mean, Pam just really nailed it for me. Like, yeah, she's spot on. And yeah, for a long trip or if you don't go that often, Genie Plus totally has a great value in there. So I totally agree. All right. His fourth point. I like this one because I thought about this. The Disney 100 signs are underrated. At first glance, it's just silver lettering, blah, whatever. But we recently went to see The Little Mermaid in theaters and noticed an Easter egg in it. The zero zero in the 100 are touching, making an infinity sign. It's intentional. There's animation when it appears on screen. Such a classy homage to the past, but also that there are so many ways to interpret the infinity sign. Walt's legacy living on in a company, doing things he probably never dreamed of, the brand always being there for you as a source of comfort and joy, memories that live on from generation to generation. Just so much going on there. Gives me all the feels. Love it. Because I've kind of been a little negative on the, because the, they're just kind of plain. I mean, like this, the, the, the ones in the park, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like the font's kind of boring to me, but yeah, he sees more in it. I like it. I like that we can be positive. I like it because I just wish they gave him a little, uh, like the font's kind of, uh, it's kind of Maybe Twitter. it was like classic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's classic. Maybe what, make it What it hurts me sales. is like, we just got done, especially at Walt Disney World, we just got done with like a 50th anniversary that felt like it went on for like three years. <laughs> and now we have this a hundred sign now out in front of the parks. It's just like, ah, I just like want to enjoy the parks without like some kind of right, celebration, right. you know, I agree. how did I go from 50? How did I double? How did I go from 50 to hundred? <laughs> I, I mean, That's I know it's for the company, but it's just kind of, kind of confusing for me a little bit, but, um, but it's, it's just not, it's just not for me, but it's I, fine. I never thought about that. Think about if you're a casual and like, you don't like, you're not into this. Like, like we are like, what would you say? Like, okay, it was the 50th anniversary. Now it's Disney 100, like two months later. Like, no, no, how's that? The work? best is like, yeah, like I, I thought the park opened in 1971. I was there in 2023 <laughs> and they're celebrating the 50th. I come back the next year and now it's 100. Like, yeah. what is happening? Dude, time goes fast in Disney. <laughs> That's what people are going to be like, dude, I don't want to go there. I'm getting old fast. Okay. I, you're going to like this next one, Scott. Point five. Hoop-dee-doo review is a must-do. I loved it. My eight-year-old loved it. My four-year-old loved it. Smiles the entire time. Never a dull moment. Staff was great. Food was great. Take a minivan there. We were there uh, room to Pioneer Hall in 15 minutes, and that wouldn't have been possible if the minivan didn't have access to cast member-only roads. Unlimited beer, wine, sangria, so pour one out for reflections while you're there. <laughs> it was a little sad to see the leftover construction pit and to think of what could have been. But the show and the staff quickly put a smile on our faces. Timeless, fun for everyone. Loved it. Scott, you're, this is one of your new discoveries lately. 
Yeah, it's a riot. I love I love that show. Like, it's hard to believe that I went so long without going there. Um, and I broke my rule. I wanted to go there with my buddy Moose for the first time because he loves that. He has a, a riot every time he's there. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So I went with my family. But I still, Moose, if you're listening, you and I, we still need to go another time. But uh, it was so much fun. Like, and I, I think I told you, like, our server was like a magician with like the unlimited beer. Like, I would, I would be drinking one, you know, I'd look over like to my left and watch one of the performers and boom, I come back. There's a beer already there. It's like, like, I don't know if he was like refilling them under the table or what, but like, they were like, I was never once empty during that performance. And I gotta say like the entertainment, the show was great. The singing and the acting. I was just, I had a smile on my face the entire time. I will say like, I don't. I think seating kind of helps where you're at potentially in there. Like I was on the main floor, like I paid for the premium. Like I was like, I've never done this before. I'm going to go all in. I know there's some seats might not be as good as others, but the food's going to be the same. The entertainment is the same. And I'll tell you that strawberry shortcake. At oh, the dude, stop. Oh it my is so God, good. that is so good. Oh, it's so good. And the fried <laughs> it's chicken. to mix it with a bunch of beer, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was good though. I really enjoyed it. But you, you took on the challenge and you got it. But, yes. But like, but like William, like I was very, I was surprised. Like I was like, I heard about this. Let's give it a shot. And man, it lived up. It was awesome. My dude was looking for uh, cowboy hats when he came home. Yeah, fam, yeah. you like it too. Like you guys have been. I'm, I'm, we have, yeah. And you know what? The last time we went, we actually sat at the balcony on the balcony level, and I didn't mind that. Like it was a little more like low key. I didn't feel so much like on yeah. display, and we just sort of. We're able to sit back and like really enjoy the experience and whatnot, but it's just a good time. Um, you know, I, I just, I think if that's how you have to go into it, it's just a good time. We're not talking like, um, you know, classy, classy entertainment. Um, nope. We're not talking it's about, perfect. you know, that kind of classy, classy food or anything perfect. like that. It's nothing fancy, Mike. No, nothing it's great. Fancy. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's good. It's Cracker it's Barrel. It's good. It is good fun. And I always like um, the opportunity to sneak on over to Fort Wilderness and sort of check things out there. Because, again, it feels really nostalgic. Another thing, too, I kind of like about it for those that like like the dining plan or like, you know, like trying to get all their expenses paid ahead of time. It's a prepaid reservation. So you pay for it, you know, 60 days in advance when you make it and you get there and you're like, Oh sweet. I'm already covered. I don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Like, it just feels like it's like, it makes it extra more fun. Like when you don't have to worry about paying when you've already, I mean, you paid for it. Yeah. Point, I think hit my visa nice. two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. was already, yeah. Done. Okay. Next number six, most underrated tour on property is up close with rhinos at animal kingdom, only $45 per person. And we got to learn so much about rhinos. See backstage. And while it's not guaranteed, we got to pet the rhinos. And not just any rhinos, but the rhinos featured on the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom show. There's an episode where one of the rhinos has a cracked horn and they have to saw off the tip. Happy to report it's grown back and looks normal. Once in a lifetime experience. Where else can you pet a celebrity rhino? And in case you're wondering, it feels like a hairy basketball. That's that point. I'm so, jealous now because I love the rhinos. In case you wanted to know here on a Friday, it feels like a hairy basketball, a rhino's horn. Um, and never th- Again, one thing when I started the show in 2008, never thought that would be uttered into the microphone, but there you go. Here you have it. Uh, so has anybody done that tour? The, the up close with rhinos? No. I have not. Me neither. I've done other tours where we came really close to the rhinos. Um, 
when they used to have the morning and the evening tour, I did both of those to sort of go into the um, animal kingdom. And we did a morning tour where we actually, the rhinos were out and they were playing. Like they were running around with each other and sort of whatever. And it was, it made such an impact on Steve and I. Like when I bring home a souvenir, I try to make it be something that's, you know, was impactful. And, and that trip, I brought home this little rhino figure, but it was really a fun thing. And now I'm totally jealous and I'm looking to see when I can go pet a rhino. <laughs> I know, right as you said that, like Pam started typing. I feel like she was like trying to book a tour right when you said I that. was like, what? <laughs> It's like, it's like Ricky writing a blog article when she gets bored with one of my topics sometimes. Yes, it's personal travel. Uh, whatever. Yes, I know. I wanted. I don't want to just pat one though. I want to just. I want to hug one. So like they know. have their hands full with me. Like my husband would be like, "Ma'am, no, you can't." Yeah, hug you it. probably shouldn't. You might be able to touch right it, now. but you can't hug yeah. it. I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably more than $45 per person to hug one. I'm just saying right. probably a few <laughs> yeah. more few more papers you'd have to sign. Just thinking. I don't know how that works. Okay, point number seven out of nine. We're getting there. Here we go. Number seven, Space 220 was a highlight meal of the trip. There's something about leaving the hustle and bustle of the park and the heat and sunshine of the park to relax midday in this cool, dark restaurant with interesting things flying by to look at on the screen, interesting drinks and menu items, just a unique escape and a wonderful experience. And even though it's a tough reservation to get the experience getting into and out of space felt very special and personal in a park with so much great dining, it's easy to overlook, but 100% we would go back there. So we haven't, you know what? It's, it's kind of funny when we think about this, cause step back for a second. The question we got probably two years ago, three years ago, nonstop, no kidding. We even made a joke about it was when space 220 opening. Like it was just not every week. We seriously, people write nonstop about that. And then as soon as it opened crickets, never heard about it again. I have a cricket button. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but, and I've said this, that I, cause I'm a space guy, right? Worked at space camp. I've always loved space. It's, it is such a cool experience. I think every Disney fan needs to do it once. I don't think you need to do it every trip because it's going to be the same experience, but it is exactly what Epcot needs, but everybody needs to do it at least once to see what it's all about. So what do you think about his feedback, Scott, when it, cause especially like midday at Epcot in the summer, oh my, he's nailing it where it's a great escape. Yeah. Always a great escape. And everyone should try something at least once. And I will tell you, like, I really enjoyed my experience there. I want to go back and like do the lounge. I've heard like the lounge is kind of cool. Um, so I was like in the main restaurant area and we had a great time. I'll tell you, I felt like I was kind of like in coral reef a little bit, you know, you kind of get those like coral reef vibes, except you're in space, but really enjoyed the drinks. I enjoyed my meal. I think they had like this Buffalo cauliflower or something that I just thought was really awesome. But I'll tell you, like, it's funny, like at work, um, people know me as the, people come to me all the time with Disney questions. And I, it's funny you talk about like everyone asked that question about when space 220 was going to open. Cause I remember that, but that's a common question I get at work is like, can you tell me about the space 220 place? Cause they're like looking at the reservations and they see it and it seems cool. And I tell everyone, yes, take your kids there. I think your kids are going to love it. The adults in your group are going to love it. It's a cool experience that I think doesn't just get, it just doesn't get talked about enough. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's just the price point or something, but I think it's really cool and everyone should definitely do it. Pam, your thoughts. I mean, it, it, he's uh, great points all around here. 
Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, we have, we've um, been in the restaurant a few times and eaten at the lounge a few times. And I really like both of the experiences for different reasons. Um, but I totally agree that removing yourself from the hot, hot, hot that Epcot can be. It is, it is really, you just, it's dark. It's kind of cold and you're out in space. I mean, you know, what could be better than that? So yeah, it's good. All right, point number eight, the best time to ride rides in the Magic Kingdom is during fireworks. You can just get so much done and it's so much fun to rush around a rush from ride to ride with music and fireworks and nobody crowding the walkways and without the sun beating down on you. Then hop online at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Park Close to cap off the night. Perfect. Okay, see this one? It's a sacrifice, right? It's one of those either or like I like fireworks, so it's really hard for me to give up. Half now that Happily Ever After is back, this is a harder proposition for me because that show is special. Mallory loves it. When we're together, we got to watch the show. This is a non-starter for me. I do, I do have to watch the fireworks, but Ricky does this all the time. Ricky has no soul, and she does not watch fireworks, so she goes and watches and rides the rides. So I'm, not, I'm just kidding, William. I'm just playing with you. But if you have no soul and you can just skip the fireworks and you, yeah, you can go ride the ride. So I'm just, I'm just playing. No, but you're exactly right. It's a great strategy. I mean, I have done this because, I mean, I've, I've seen old fireworks shows. I, cause I'd seen wishes 50 times and there were nights where, Hey, let's just go for it. And I mean, it is like, it's a challenge. Cause you have like that window of probably like 30 to 45 minutes where it's like, Oh yeah. All the suckers are in the hub. <laughs> they're, in, they're on Main Street. Let's roll. Let's hit Tomorrowland. Let's hit Frontierland. Let's do this, right? I mean, Scott, have you done that? I mean, it is. It's like it is like a challenge because you only got a little window. Let's go. Well, I like doing both. So, not that I want to give the secret away, but I love <laughs> Big Thunder during a fireworks show. Um, for one, it's thunderier at night, right? So it's uh, I love Big Thunder at night and. And obviously you have to time it, right? You just can't be like waiting with the cast member and be like, okay, just hold my spot until the fireworks start. But it is, it is a cool experience to go up that second lift hill and then you see like the fireworks going off. That's really cool. But yeah, I mean, it's a good point, right? There's thousands of people waiting on Main Street in the hub. So that's going to open up a lot of areas for you during that window of the during the show, after the show and slightly before. So good call. Makes sense. Pam, what about you? I mean, because again, you've seen the fireworks many, many times, but again, sentimental. You know, when you when it it kind of depends who you're with. I think a lot of times too. Yeah, I know, and I have done this before, but I will say it's been a while because for me, the fireworks, seeing the fireworks, is more important to me than experiencing an attraction. Um, but I think that for families who are like, I don't care about the fireworks. This is a fantastic strategy, really and truly. Um, you know, it's it's the way to go. Just go and do it. Um, I, I think it's a great move. All right. The last point, number nine. Last one is a tribute to all snacks, but mostly mobile order Dole Whip. It's Sunshine Tree Terrace. He says, God bless America. <laughs> Just ask for an extra cup like a kid's beverage cup for when it instantly melts in July. <laughs> and that's all he's got on that one. So there you go. Mobile order the Dole Whip at Sunshine Tree Terrace. That's a that's a good hack. I like that. Yeah, agreed. Mobile ordering. Yes, God in places that have mobile ordering and then you see the people waiting in line, I want to be like No, oh. don't. Don't no. Just let them stand in that line. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad so sad. 
Because remember, you're like, why? Why, remember, why? 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 Remember pre-COVID when really nobody knew about mobile order? Like that was. I mean, because people would. It was like back in the day when FastPass was new, and like people would side. I mean, I don't even know if side eye was a thing back then. They would like dirty mug you when you went down that FastPass line. Like, dude, get what are you doing? You're cutting the line. No, I, I just I'm smarter than you. <laughs> I know how to use the system. <laughs> You could be right. doing this too in five minutes. Just read a guidebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> For open your sure. eyes. For real. Get a travel agent. Anyway, so he wraps it up by saying, thanks for all you do and making me feel like a mini celebrity. If you read this on the air, Bill is from Del Mar, New York. So, hey, awesome. thanks to great, great, great email by Bill, right? I mean, it's a fun show. A hundred percent. I, I love that. I love hearing somebody else's take. Um, and I love hearing that there are different ways to do the things. So yeah, like it all. I agree. So thank you, Bill, for a whole entire episode that made it really easy on us on a Friday. And it was great to have these, like, like Pam said, these, these thoughts on your vacation and you know, Hey, if anybody else has takes like this, send them in Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com because we like to hear how everybody sees Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Cruise Line, everything. It's great. That's what Scott and I were having this conversation real quick as we wrapped the show. When he was putting together the video, he's like, man, we have a lot of pictures of like our family kind of because, you know, we took a lot and we, you know, he asked a lot of people for vi- pictures and videos and he got some from other families and put them in there. But the thing is, like I told him, like, I'm so excited to see the pictures not of us because I like to see how other people saw the podcast crews. Like, I want to see the pictures from the other mm-hmm. folks. I want to see, like, what they did that I didn't go to. Like, what did the kids do? Because I didn't get to go to a lot of the kids' events. And, you know, what did the teens do in the kids' club? You know, stuff like that. So when we got to see the video finally, it was fun to see the, you know, it was kind of a whole new way to see the podcast crews and see things I didn't, I wasn't even part of. Like, I could see that wild night you guys had in, in the, uh, and Tiana's Bayou, Scott. On the that, Bayou, that, yeah. I hate that I missed that now that I saw the video. That, bummer. I know that was a long night. It looked like I even saw. But then you got, time. but you got to see the sunrise the next day, and I didn't. I did. So you looked, uh, you looked, yeah, you looked like you were, had a rough one there at the end. Uh, it wasn't rough. It was just, uh, it was just going to bed at three in the morning. It's hard to catch a six a.m. sunrise. I'll just say that. I'm saying I saw a little floaty wish. Uh, Bluetooth speaker though made the uh, made the video, so that was pretty sweet. anyway all right well hope you enjoyed today's show again we'll have a live show sunday night so join us seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central be a part of the show give us a call we open up the phone lines and have a lot of fun facebook youtube twitter and twitch i should say x okay so we are going to get out of here our show is always brought to you by the magic for less travel the agents are standing by even this weekend over at the magicforless.com swing by start planning your next walt disney world disneyland disney cruise line or adventures by disney trip while you're there, fill out that free, no obligation quote form and nature will go back to you right away to make that magical vacation possible. Get it started for you for no additional cost to you. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who make all these shows possible. If you'd like to support us, just $5 a month and get all these shows. It really helps support everything we do. And you get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. It's patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give us all a follow on the social media. I'm at be our guest, Mike, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, not Twitch, uh, threads, whatever that is I'm everywhere. I'm be our guest, Mike Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T, Pam's at T-M-F-L-T, Pam. And also, if you don't mind, 
Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help us out. And while you're over there, subscribe. That's one way to really support the show is to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. All right, we're going to jump out of here and wish you a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the shows this week, and we'll give you some more great shows next week as well. So for Scott and Pam, I'm wishing you a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.